discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. So the title of the message is Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. So Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Bible says if you be willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land this is a year of what exceeding fruitfulness and great multiplication this is what God has said this is what God has said concerning every love economy church member that this year you're going to bear exceeding you're going to be exceeding fruitful and in your fruitfulness you are going to be multiplied do you see you're going to be multiplied like what you have will be multiplied what you have been fruitful with will be multiplied you have more more than enough more than you can ever think about more than you need so that you can be a blessing to others do you see now one of the verses i quoted during the 31st service was this particular verse if you be willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land you know and i mentioned how that Kenneth Hagin had served God for a long time. He was doing so many things for the Lord. And he wasn't seeing a certain kind of prosperity. You know? And he asked God, what do I do? And the Lord gave him the scripture. And told him that you are obedient. You are obedient to all that I say. But you are not willing. Yes. Because you are not willing, you can't enjoy the good of the land. So I want to explain what it means to be willing and what it means to be obedient. In order, because I think you want to enjoy the good of the land. This land must yield this good for you. God did not put you here in Ghana to suffer. No. Your, your destiny is not out, outside somewhere. Your destiny is in Christ. It's in God. You see. And it is in him that you can find your prosperity and find your health and find your peace of mind and find your promotion and find your fruitfulness. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that if you be willing and obedient. So the first thing I want us to look at is willing. What it means to be willing. What does it mean to be willing? To be willing is to have desire. You know, Ken Hagen was obedient, but he was not willing. He was not willing. You'd be surprised that someone may not want to be rich. You'd be shocked. There's a, there's a verse in Proverbs chapter 30. That says that, Lord, don't bless me above a certain threshold so that I don't forget about you. And don't let me be too poor so that I also don't forget. Like, keep me in the middle. Keep me where? In the middle. What happened to John 10, 10? The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it abundantly. God wants you to have life in abundance. You see, the amplified, the amplified of that verse says that to have it, to have life, 
to the overflow, okay? That you may have an enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy life. God likes it when you have a beautiful house that you are living in. Not one, not two, not three, many. So that you can give some out. So that you can be a blessing to others. God likes it when you are healthy. What profit is there when you are not healthy? You'll be surprised that someone does not think that there was a man who thought that he would die at age 30. And he kept saying it. That he was going to die at age 30. Yes, he felt he was going to die at age 30. And he was always saying it. I'll die at 30. I'll die at 30. I'll die. I'll, this, this is the second. I heard this one, this story, two days ago. Okay, the first story I heard was a story of someone in Kenhagen School. I don't know if you've heard that story before. Yes, he was also saying he, he doesn't think you crossed 30. The week for him to turn 30, he died. But this young man, this other young man I'm talking about, had his lecturer, who was, they were, this, he was also in Bible school. He, was a, he became a pastor. His lecturer called him and told him, what you are saying will happen if you don't stop saying what you are saying. Yes. And his lecturer said, God has given us three score and seven years. You know, three score years is actually 67. So he, he didn't know, he thought three score was, was 30, 30, it was a... No, no, he thought it was, uh, I think, he thought it was supposed to be, is it 87 or I think 30, 30, he calculated as 30, 30, 30, making 97. Uh-huh. But, so he kept saying, so when the lecturer preached to him and showed him that he shouldn't, his words will rule his life, he shouldn't say that, and that he should say three score in seven years, he started saying that, and he died at 67, pepe, pepe. Yes, he died at 67 exactly, so he missed the 30 and died at 67. When he died, then the student realized that he was saying three score and seven. And when they checked, it's actually 67. In his mind, he thought it was going to be 97. But actually, it was 67 he was saying. And that was what he had. He died, he died at age 67. You'll be shocked that someone sitting here may not want to, may not want to live long. Oh, and we are said here. I mean, life there. If you, if you turn 60, it's okay. I mean, 60, then you can go. Brother, 60, you are now starting life. You are now starting life. Yes. You should want to enjoy peace of mind. You should want to enjoy stability in your life. The Bible says that the work of righteousness shall be peace, peace, and quietness. Do you see? Uh-huh. When you have a peaceful life, quiet life, no disturbance, you are okay, you can sleep. I know someone who needs to take about seven sleeping pills in order to be able to sleep for three hours. Just three hours. Wow. wow. So you must be willing. You must be what? Willing. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Amplified. Amplified version. Ephesians 2 10. You must be willing. Decide that I'm going to enjoy the blessings of God. Decide that I'm going to live long. I'm going to enjoy the health that God has given to me. Decide that I will be healthy. Don't say, oh, I mean, a human beings here. You never know. Maybe you, when you wake up one day, you have cancer. You wake, you see, it happens around us. But you shouldn't think that that is what is going to happen with you and with your children and with, your, with the people who are around you. You shouldn't be thinking like that. Do you see? Yes. If you are thinking like that, it means that you are not willing for what God has designed for you to enjoy. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which, he, which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, Taking past which you prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living what? 
living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So God wants us to live a good life, a beautiful life, which he himself has made ready. When God was making the, when he was creating the Garden of Eden, he put every nice thing you can think about in the Garden of Eden. When God does it, he does it very nicely. So what God has arranged for you is very nice. Desire it. To be willing means to have desire. Desire it. Desire that I will live a good life. I will live an exciting life. I will live a joyful life. I will live a prosperous life. I will live a healthy life. Be willing. Be willing. Be willing. Stop saying if I have some one, one car or two cars is enough. How can you give to others if you have one car or two cars? Because you can't give what you don't have. Yes. Say to yourself, I'll have multiple, multiple cars. And I'll be dashing it all over. Yes. Anyone who can, like when you come close to that, when you come close to me, you get a car. Yeah. That's why you should be saying for yourself. When someone comes close to me, you get a car right now. Listen, Kenneth Hague, uh, Kenneth Copeland has dashed about 90 aeroplanes. Not castle, 90 aeroplanes. Lolo plane. You know Lolo plane? Alo plane. He has dashed so many. Not bottle, he has dashed, he has given it out. So many. Like when you are his friend, I know he, there was a meeting where, that they had, you know, and everybody came with an airplane. And there was this, wow. this preacher who didn't come with an airplane. He said, Oh, you didn't come with an airplane. You can take this one when you are going back. That was it. Ask your neighbor, Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? What are you thinking about? Oh, as for me, if only I can get one, uh, uh, what? One accord. Maybe accord, but could be a better fine. If I get one accord, it to be okay. That that is selfishness to its highest level. Why are you not thinking about giving to others? Yes. You must be willing. Desire that one day you enter a showroom and you buy twenty-five brand new cars and dash it to others. Yes, one of my friends gave out 25 cars last year. Yes, during the, the peak of the whatever, the problems. Yes, he's a preacher. Young guy, just 34 years old. Yes, he gave out 25 brand new cars last year, including S-classes. Yes, he bought an S-class for a certain man of God that I know. Young guy, 34 years old. You know him, I won't, just, I won't mention his name. He bought 25 that is the, I mean, you should desire such things. Are you willing? Are you willing to cross 80, 90 with ease? Yeah. Some people don't think that, oh, 90, oh, 90, the enemy, 90, I'll be too old. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Until you are done doing what God wants you to do here, you are not going. You see, as for death, it will come for everybody. But dying at the wrong time is not correct. I saw a friend's status and a four-year-old, five-year-old boy had just died out of cancer. Five years. Do you see? Five, I, I listen to what I'm saying. Five-year-old, he has died out of cancer. That is not the will of God. That is not the will of God. 
it shouldn't cross your mind that hey maybe my children i'll lose all my children to cancer why is it you'll be shocked you'll be shocked that there's something that goes on in people's minds ask your neighbor what goes on in your mind are they hassle i'm a hustler i'm a i'm a hustler nigga what why are you thinking like that that's what me i, I mean hustle charlie how, when someone asks you how are you doing charlie with the hustle with the hustle it's like it's like it's nice it's nice it's like oh yeah you are, you are really pushing it's not that it's not it's nonsense you should be saying nicer things yes i'm fruitful and blessed and they ask you how are you doing i'm fruitful and blessed i'm doing well on every side not life is hard it's not easy. It's not easy. No. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter three, verse twenty-one. First Corinthians three, twenty-one. Quickly, please. Be willing. It's the first thing. Be willing. That's for me. I don't mind one shoe. You should be saying, "I'll dash many shoes." Yes, we don't mind. You can have one shoe, but have many shoes so that you can dash them and use your one shoe. Stop saying, well, I'll have one shoe. That's for me, I don't mind. One shoe. I mean, I'm a guy, one shoe there. It's ladies who likes buying many shoes. That's for me, I don't like. I mean, I, all these shoes I don't like. I'm not interested. Share. Be a blessing to many. Have that in your mind. Yes. I'll bless orphans. I'll take care of many people. I'll be so rich, I'll be blessing many people. What is it for? What's the purpose of millions of dollars? So that you can give it out. You can be a blessing to others. The reason for making money is so that we can bless others. If you understand what I'm telling you now, God will bless you. Not because you want to buy a big car, big houses. You have seven houses and you are, you are living only one. And the rest of the six are rotting. They are only thinking about rent. If I rent this and I rent and I rent and I rent and I rent. No, you should be thinking about blessing others. Do you see? That's what you should be thinking. All the men who built America became millionaires, billionaires who gave to America. The reason for making the money is so that you give. If you don't understand that principle, you, you you don't have a good financial life. Okay? Hallelujah. So, First uh, Corinthians three, right? Three says, "Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. All things are mine. Say, all things are mine. All things are mine. Be willing that all things, all things, all good things are mine. All nice things are mine. All blessed things are mine. All sweet things are mine. All pleasant things are mine. Yes, beautiful, exciting, glorious things." Joy unspeakable that is full of glory. Exciting things. That is what I enjoy. Yes, not every day you are struggling. Stop thinking like that. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your thinking and your thoughts rule your life. Change your desires. Change your, what, what you are thinking. Okay? Yes. Therefore, let the man glory in for all things are yours. Verse 22. Whether, it, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the, you know, these guys were complaining and they were trying to align themselves with different men of God. I, I am of Paul. I am of Apollos. And God said, all things are yours. The solution to, to 
this is I'm, I'm, I belong to this group. I belong to is to know that all things are yours. Is God thinks about abundance. When these guys were having problems with fornication, God told them, "What? Not, know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? The way to cure promiscuity is to understand that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit." Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whether Paul, Apollos, or Cephas or the world, the whole world is yours. No, just think about the whole world is yours. The whole world. Look at, look at how God thinks. God thinks in, in terms of abundance. You see, look at all the human beings are on, earth, on earth now. I hear we are nearing 8 billion people. Yet the air we are breathing is not finishing. There's no shortage. God planned for many when it was just Adam and Eve, he created just Adam and Eve. You see, he created Adam and Eve, uh, the male and female brought Eve after Adam. And the air they had available to them was for more than 7 billion people. And it was just two people. That's how God thinks. He thinks in terms of abundance, in terms of more, plenty. And that's how he wants you to think because you are his child. So when you are doing something, you do it in abundance. Be willing. Be willing. Be willing. And all things are yours. The world, life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ. Next verse, verse 22. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. All are mine. All things are mine. So learn to think in terms of abundance. Super abundance. Super abundance. Do you understand? Yes. Super abundance. Change your thinking. It's important to. As a man thinking is that. So we see what you are thinking is what you will get. What you are thinking is what you will get. What you are thinking influences what you are saying. And what you are saying is what rules your life. So the first thing I want to show you, the first area I want to show you is that you should be willing to enjoy the health, to enjoy health and peace. Number one. Be willing to enjoy health and peace. Have a willingness along that line. That when it comes to my health, cancer cannot dwell in my body. Diabetes cannot dwell in my body. Hypertension cannot dwell in my body. HIV cannot dwell in my body. What do you think? If you think that, oh, me, I'm a, I'm a normal person, I mean, I mean, I'm a human being, all these things that are around, they affect everybody and they are going to affect me too. Hey, Otilo, all the best. You'll be dead soon. Yes. Be, the world is like a jungle full of vipers and viruses and bacteria and things that have one aim to kill you. That's how life is. You are walking through a jungle with all kinds of animals that want to destroy you and kill you. If you don't immunize yourself with the word of God. If you don't vaccinate yourself with the word of God. If you don't vaccinate yourself with speaking, saying nice things. You'll be shocked. Let me show you a verse. Numbers. Numbers chapter 14. Verse 26 to 28. Numbers 14, 26. Numbers 14.26. This is, these are the children of Israel. Eh? It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation? 
which murmur against me. I have heard the memories of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. They were talking, eh? They were thinking and talking about certain things. Talking against God. God brought us here to come and die. They had gotten to the threshold of the land of Canaan. And, you know, they had sent some spies to go and go and spy the land out. And the spies had come with bad reports. Ten of them said that there are giants on the land. We can't take it. And everybody else was crying and saying things. And God got angry. He told, he told Moses and Aaron to tell them, Say unto them, As truly as I live, say the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. As you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. So what you are saying makes a world of a difference. How do we know whether you are willing for something or not? It's by your speech. What you are saying, what are you saying and what are you thinking? What you are thinking is what you are saying. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter, um, where is it from? Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Look at Luke chapter 6, verse 45. How do we know if you are willing? How do we know? Someone will say, oh, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. How would we know you are willing? Look at this. Can you read this to me? One to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So evil, the evil that the man will see in his life is from his heart. And the way it comes out is by his speech. The evil in the man's heart comes out through his speech. For him to create evil, for him to experience evil. And the good that a man sees around him comes out of the abundance of his heart that his mouth speaks to create. Everything we see in our lives. You are where you are because of what you have believed and what you have said. What is in your heart is what comes out. That will be your lot. That will be your lot. The way to release the life of God is by speech. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are life. They are spirit and they are life. The way to release spirit and life into your environment, the way to release creative power into your environment is by your speech. Not only your speech, what is in your heart. So what is in your heart is what must come out. You can do confessions here and go home. What is truly in your heart is what will come out in your house, in your, in your, in your, in your house when you are home. Yeah, that's what will come out. What you truly believe, what is truly in your heart is what will come out when you are home. What do you catch yourself saying? Do you catch yourself murmuring and complaining against God? Or you catch yourself saying nice things concerning God? Do you catch yourself thanking God and saying that, Father, I'm, thank- I'm grateful for what you have done for me. Thank you that you are doing a lot more. A lot more. You know, today when we're coming, when we're coming to Kumase, I don't know if you noticed, there's a point where I started thanking When we got to Kumase, I started thanking God. I started saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're just driving. I was just thanking God in the car. Because I remember the place when we come, I remember the certain place we want to look at a land at to get our, a, a land for church, and it was so far away. And God took us from there and brought us to where Alpha is now. So, I, when I, I just started thanking God, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for what you did. Nobody in the car knew what I was talking about, but I was just thanking God. There was a day the Lord was reminding me of some things that had happened, some things He had helped me with. I just knelt down in my room. What comes out of your mouth when you are in your room? Do you complain? Do you say things that you are not supposed to say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Eh? The, an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart will bring forth evil things. And a good man out of the good treasure of his heart shall bring forth good things. How? By the speech that he gives. His mouth. So how do we know that you are willing? We know you are willing by what you are saying. 
What we ca- you catch yourself saying? Maybe I'm a Jimmy. When you have been confessing that you are the wisdom of God in church, but on a private level, when you make a mistake, ah, I feel power. How why am I foolish like that? No. You are making you are destroying your life. You are cutting your, your opportunity to enjoy the good of the land by your own mouth, in your own room, in your own house. When you make a mistake, what do you what should you do? I'm wise. The Bible says, Let the weak say I am strong. The one who is weak should say that he is strong. And the one who is poor should say that I'm rich. The one who is sinning should say I'm the righteousness of God, not I'm a sinner. The one who is sick should say I am I am healthy. So we know what you are willing and what you want, what you want to see in your life by what you're saying. So be willing to enjoy good health. See, I'm willing to enjoy good health. So every day, when you wake up in the morning, say to yourself, cancer cannot dwell in my body. My blood is flowing right. My mind is working right. Yes, health is working in me. That, that is what it means to be willing. To be willing. Yes, to be willing. To have a desire, a strong desire for that particular good thing that you know that you should have. Because God has decided that you should, you should live a glorious, beautiful life. He has recreated you for the good life, for the exciting life, for the life of joy, the life of excitement, the life of blessings. Yes. So decide that you enjoy what? A good life. Be willing to enjoy the good, good health. Eh? Health and peace. Sit down for two minutes. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1 to 5. So I'm still on A. You see? The first thing I'm talking about is being willing. So, number one, willing. Willingness means desire. And I gave you some scriptures, isn't it? And now I'm talking about what you should be willing for. The first thing you should be willing for, which is 1A, is that be willing to enjoy health and peace. Be willing to enjoy health and peace. Have it in your heart that me, I'll live long. Don't let it be a confession in church. When the pastor or whoever is leading the confession say... I'm crossing 70 with ease. Long life is mine. No, don't just let it be at that time. Do you understand? Every single day. When you see a poster. Gone too soon. Evaporated. Transition. What a shock. (laughs) What do you say to yourself? I will not die young. I will live. To declare the glory of God. I'm moving higher and higher in age. I'm growing older and older. If you think that you will die at 60, you will die at 60. There was a, a man whose um, death was celebrated. They had a death celebration for him just over the weekend. He died at age 64, 10 years ago. He was a pastor and he always said that he would die at 64. He always said it. Oh, ask for me on that at 64. Ask for me on that at 64. I think his reason was that his father died at 64, so he too would die at 64. 64, crying, he died. Yeah. So when, I, when do you think you are going to die? Ask your neighbor, when do you think you are going to die? Say something. Oh. Say, don't be sitting there. You'll be there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah 53, verse 1 to 5. Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Continue, please, quickly. I have, I have not done 
one out of ten of my what I'm sharing with you. I'll, then I'll just mention the points and then we'll close. Okay? Yeah. For he, has, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should, be, we should desire him. Verse 3. He is despised and rejected. Jesus was despised and rejected so that you will not be despised and rejected in life. Yes. Despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows. Jesus was a man full of sorrows so that you will not be of sorrows. You will not be depressed. Yeah, I'll never be depressed in my life. Peace of mind. I enjoy peace of mind. This and acquainted with grief. Sorrow was his friend. When he was dying, he was acquainted with grief. So that you would not be acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs. Jesus bore our griefs. Can we read another version so we see what the word griefs mean? Yeah, let's see what it means. Surely he has borne our griefs. Then he puts into brackets. Let's amplify. Sicknesses. Jesus bore our sicknesses. So you shouldn't have imaginations of sickness in your life. You know, some people can imagine sickness. You can imagine themselves lying on a hospital bed. Yes, like their parents did. Lying on a sick bed. Lying in a, in, in a, in a very wild problem. Weakness and distresses. Weakness. Weaknesses. Hmm? Today, my head. Tomorrow, my leg. The next day, my spine. The next one, my waist. The next one, my buttocks. Every time, there's something. My chest. When I'm breathing in, this is weird. My asthma. He says, he carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten and afflicted by God as, it, as if with leprosy. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. They wounded him because of our transgressions. Yes. I will not walk in sin in my life. Yes. He was bruised for our iniquities. Our iniquities is what caused him to be bruised. The chastisement, the beatings that was required for us to have peace of mind was placed upon him. Yes. The payments we needed to pay in order for us to have peace. He was the one who, was, who paid it. So I will have peace in my life. Jesus said that my peace I give unto you. You must have peace of mind though. You should be able to sleep at night without any problems. If you can't sleep at night, receive sleep right now in Jesus' name. All sleeplessness is taken from your life in Jesus' name. Receive grace to sleep now in Jesus' name. And have sweet sleep and sweet dreams as you sleep. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, whatever the devil has placed on you to prevent you from sleeping, whatever problem he has placed on you to prevent you from sleeping, I command in the name of the Lord Jesus that, that the back of that demon is broken in your life and you are able to sleep freely in the name of the Lord Jesus. Without any problem in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your sleep will be sweet. He giveth his, his beloved word, sleep. Sweet. You are, I'm the beloved of God and I have sweet sleep. Oh, Hallelujah. And with the stripes, we are healed. We are healed. Healing is mine. Health is mine. I will never be sick in my life. If I had more time, I would have given you more verses. But let's go to the next one, point B. Be willing to enjoy wealth. Be willing to enjoy wealth. Yes, be willing. 
Just decide that Charlie, I like nice things. All these things they are for rich people, they are for rich people. Me, I'm a poor man, I'm just I'm managing myself. You are managing yourself how? What are you talking about? What is wrong with you? What? You are from Swami and so what? Swami to the world. Swami to Switzerland. Swami to Scotland. Swami to where? To Canada. What? Baku special. What are you talking about? I'll be eating in places. In Kimpiski. Moving pig. Marriott. Different hotels in the world. I'll be flying all over the world. Say Samu. Say Samu. Just about 12 years ago, I had not seen, I had not flown before. Just about 12 years ago, I had never flown anywhere in my life. Not even Kumasi. I had never flown Accra Kumasi before. Just about 12 years ago. Yeah. I'm on my way to Singapore. When I'm from this meeting, I'm going to Singapore. For a meeting for one week and come back. From there, I'm going to another place. Then to another place. Then to another place. Yeah, I have at least seven cities I'm supposed to be in before the year ends. Yeah. You there, don't say something and be sitting down and saying, hey, hey, what is this? What is this? Be there. Tell anybody, be there. Be there. <laughs> it will be happening in your life practically. All you need is a sincere heart. Have a sincere heart. Yes, a willing heart. Yes, a willing heart. Hallelujah. Sit down for two minutes. Are you willing to enjoy health, wealth? Be willing to enjoy wealth. Receive grace to be willing to enjoy health. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every demon in your family. Every demon of poverty in your family. Every demon of lack in your family. I command that devil to leave your family now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every devil of lack. Of thinking poor. Of poverty. That has been a problem for you and your, your family. I command that devil to lose his hold on you in Jesus' name. I command those chains to break now in Jesus' mighty name. You are free to think wealth. Abandon. You know, sometimes you should just go and sit in a hotel. Just go and sit. Go and sit at a, a what? Golden bean. Go and sit at golden, golden tulip. And just cross your leg. And buy a bottle of cocoa. Buy water. And just enjoy the ambience. There's nothing wrong. Last week, last week, last week Thursday, I was driving through town, and I was exhausted. I was doing some, uh, I was taking some. There's this American who are, we are hosting in, in in church, and he wanted to seek a crowd, so I was taking him around, you know. And I was like, ah, Charlie, we are tired. Let's just let's just go to Kimpiski. When you called me, we were at Kimpiski. I said, oh, let's go and just rest there. So we went to just go and rest a bit, and then just enjoy ourselves a bit. Got a meal, sat back in our car and continue the trip. Yeah. Nobody will ask you a question. If you even if you don't buy anything, you go and sit down. Just go to their washroom. Go and poo-poo and know that your poo-poo has come to this place. You have registered your poo-poo in this place. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Go to the showroom. Yes, go to the showroom. Nobody can tell you get out of the car. 
when you go to a showroom, nobody can tell you. Get out of the car. Nobody can tell you that. You can just dress, just dress or go. Don't go with uh, some tattered clothing. Dress well, wear your Christmas dress and go. Tell them, I want to have a look at the land cruises you have. Yes. I want to have a look at, at the bends, the bends you have. And then go and sit in it and hold the steering wheel. Spark it. Hold the gear. And then feel it a bit. Sit inside. Hey! Are you willing? Be willing. Receive grace to be willing. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yes, for your sakes he became poor. It doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter your location in life. It makes no difference. Yeah. I've come from one of the poorest uh, families in the world. Yes. Do I look poor? No. Yeah. I, start, I have family members who are not doing well. At all. Yeah. At all. But I decided to change my thinking. And become willing to like nice things, good things. Yeah. Yes. Be- the best of things. Yes. The nicest things. I just decide, just because of what God says, if you are willing, if you are willing, if, because you can be obeying God's word and not be willing. Yeah. You are doing all that God says to do. But in reality, you are not willing. That was Ken Hagen's problem. problem. He was doing a lot of nice things, but he was not willing. To have a it's like abundance of his mind could not go beyond a certain amount of money. Yes. Sometimes you must elevate your, your mind. Yeah. I have a friend whose monthly income is 500,000 Ghana cities. Yeah. 500,000 Ghana cities. Monthly. Yeah. He's a preacher. He's a preacher. Yeah. Whether he's preaching or not preaching, money will come. 500. When he spoke to me, I realized I had to elevate my vision. I realized I'm not willing enough. Yeah, because you, you can be willing for 5,000. Oh, 5,000 is enough. 5,000 Ghana cities is enough. 5,000 Like, what am I going to do with the rest? So, in your mind, 5,000 is enough. But 5,000 will not be able to. You see, the way to expand your willingness is by thinking about others. Always remember this, though. Think about others. When you start thinking about others, feeding others, blessing others, clothing others, building for others to stay in, buying cars for others to stay in. Do you see? Whoever comes to my house, I have to buy food. I'm willing to provide. If you stay with me, I can spoil you. One of the problems of staying with me is that like, you can be spoiled. She has stayed with me before. Yes. You, you, be, like, you will not think about going anywhere. If you're not careful, you'll be 50 in my house and then you are still in my house. When you, when you, she said when you stayed with me, she never sat in a truck truck. Air conditioned car all the time. Hey! You dare be there and don't say that for yourself. Say, I'm willing to enjoy wealth because Jesus paid for it. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he be, yet for your sake, for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. Yes. So decide that I'm elevating my vision. I want to elevate my vision. Yes. I want to elevate my willingness. Maybe, maybe in a month you are getting five thousand. Start thinking about ah, it would be good to have ten thousand. If I have ten thousand, I can give my mother two thousand and give my father two thousand. 
and then save and buy a land or something or bless this person and do this instead of thinking about only your small stomach the gobe you eat and the the water that you eat and the deer hole that you eat no it's more than that it's like when i get ten thousand what am i going to what am i going no you how much will you eat how much will you eat i mean for a pastor like me we are almost we are mostly fasting oh you know i mean i mean how much are you going to eat it's not because of you look beyond yourself think about others the way to real prosperity is thinking about others expanding your scope to others why can't you give orphans ten thousand Ghana cities every month you yes if you are going to give them ten thousand every month then you can believe god for hundred thousand every month so you give them ten percent of your income yes are you in the church so be willing to enjoy wealth John 1 2 is one of the verses. If it says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Number, number three, that is C. Be willing to enjoy the blessed life. Be willing to enjoy the blessed life or the blessed life. Some people say blessed. Some people say blessed. Blessed life or blessed life. There's a life that God has given to us. The life of God is the blessed life. Yes. It's a blessed life. When God met Abraham, he told him, the reason he called Abraham is to bless him. It's to bless him. It's to make him great. It's to make him good. To make him a blessing to one. That's the reason God called him. Like, the guy was just moving and thinking about himself and God showed up and said, Charlie, I like you. Come, come closer. I want to bless you. I, I just want to bless you. Yeah. That is in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. I just want to bless you. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country from thy kingdom from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee next verse 2 and i'll make of thee a great nation this is the blessed life you become a great nation can you imagine that one person has become a great a nation that has been there for almost five thousand years israel has been there for almost five thousand years yeah for many many years a one person who has become a nation that is one of the greatest nations in the whole world because God said, I'm making you a great. And it has come to pass in his life. How many people name their children Judas? It's the only who's appearing Judas who is called Judas. But we hear Abraham all the time. Even Muslims called have Abraham. Yeah, Ibrahim. Ibrahim is Abraham. Yes, and I'll make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and you shall be a blessing. A blessing. He says, whosoever curses you is cursed. Look, look at the next verse. And I'll bless them that bless you, and curse him that curses you. And in this shall all families of the earth be blessed. This is the blessed life. This is a blessed life. Everybody is blessed when they meet you. When they meet you, they are blessed. When they meet you, they are upgraded. When they meet you, they do well. When they make contact with you, something good happens to them. Adeboe was sharing a testimony of why he was going to preach somewhere, and a motorcade, someone was in a motorcade, a policeman. And when the policeman got to a certain junction, he stopped this group, stopped this group. When he was going to stop this group, a car came and came to carry him out of the, the road. Hit the, the motor driver, rider. Crashes head, crashes everything. He broke it, everything. The guy died. And we're carrying his lifeless body to the hospital. Adeboe said he had to go and preach because he was going to, he was preaching for another person. If it was his meeting, he would have cancelled it. Now, when he, as he was, they were driving away and they were taking this man to the morgue, he just said to God, God, this man is with me. This man is with this has happened to me to him because he's with me. Not bring him back to life. So he went to preach. 
Prayers. When he finished preaching and was coming back, he said oh, he wants to go and see the man at the mug and also see his family and see what they can do for him. And then the people around, the one who invited him to the ah, that man, that policeman, I thought that same policeman who was crying. Said, yes, that's that man. So that man is he's back alive. Not a single bone broken. Everything is fine. He has gone back home. He's fine. So if you want us to go to his house, we can go to his house. Yeah. Blessed. Why? Whoever is associated with you blessed. is secured and blessed and protected. It's, the, it's called the blessed life. Do you understand? The blessed life. Where everything that comes out of you says, King shall come out of your loins. Everything that comes out of you is blessed. The Bible says the hankies, hank, handkerchiefs and aprons came from the body of Paul and they were used to heal people who had evil spirits. Whatever comes out of you is blessed. Your words are blessed. Your thoughts are blessed. Your doings are blessed. Everything you touch is blessed. That is the life that God has given to us. You are blessed in your going and blessed in your coming out. Yes. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verse 1 and 2. And 3, 4, 5. It's a long read. If you are interested, you can read it. It goes all the way to verse 14. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto go to verse 2. I'm going to talk about verse 1. So it says, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Blessings, oh. Ble- it's, it's life. There are two things that we deal with in life. You see, everything uh, that works in life has two sides. We have positive and negative, isn't it? We have good and evil, isn't it? We have male and female, isn't it? We have life and death, isn't it? Every, we have riches and poverty. Everything you can think about has two light and darkness, has two sides. Now, when it comes to the things of the spirit, they are blessings and curses. It's either you are dealing in blessings or you are dealing in curses. It's not normal for you to change your sitting room chairs. No. Have you seen that they are unable to change their sitting room chairs? It's not easy. It's not a joke on a normal day. There's a curse of not changing sitting room chairs. Yes. There's a curse of staying in the same area for the rest of your life. Yes. There's a curse of not going anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a curse of giving investments and then all the investments finished. Like every investment you do, it doesn't work. You have money, you put it in something, you do something, but you never. It's a blessing that makes what you have to increase. It's a blessing of God that maketh rich. It's not normal, though. It's not normal, though. It's the blessings of the Lord. The blessings. Blessing is an invocation from the Lord that causes something to bear fruits or to flourish. It's an invocation from the. It's, it's, the, it's words from God. When the Lord says, You are blessed. In Ephesians 1 verse 3, the Bible says that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. So the Lord has blessed, the Lord has, inv- has invoked a spiritual order on your life of fruitfulness, of doing well, of going forward, of having advancements every year. It's not normal. Yes, there's a case of stagnation. You can't move forward. Any case of stagnation upon your life, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command that curse broken in your life. I demand and command progress in your life, fruitfulness in your life, in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not stay where you are anymore. You will not stay where you are anymore. Spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, progress has come to your life now, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord has commanded me to bless. And I bless you with the blessings of increase. I bless you with the blessings of fruitfulness. I bless you with the blessings of going forward and advancing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give the Lord a shout. We have a voice.
Blessed shall thou be in thy going out, and blessed shall thou be in thy coming in. Yes, it's all over. Blessed shall thou be when thou goest in, blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Verse 7. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before thy face. Anyone who tries to rise up against you is just scattered. Nobody can destroy your life. You are indestructible. Why? You are born with the indestructible seed of God's word. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, that liveth and abideth forever. That is what you are born of. You live and abide forever. You will not go down. You will keep going higher and higher. Higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. That is your life. That is my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Be willing to enjoy the blessed life. It's a blessed life. It's a life of joy, peace, enjoyment. And it's, it's nice. You are blessing, you're going out, bless, you're coming out. He says, they shall, be go, they shall be smitten before you and they shall go seven ways. Go to verse 8. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, your, sto- your investments. His blessings on your investments. And in all that thou settest thine hand unto, everything you touch, just starts working. Yeah. Do you think it's a normal thing for a church to grow? It's not a normal thing for a church to grow. For us to have many branches. And we have construction. We have about six construction going on as I'm talking to you. At the same time. And wherever you go, it's nice. It's beautiful. It's growing. There's money coming for it. You think it's normal? It's not normal. It's the blessings of God. It's the blessings of God that he has commanded upon your life. That causes you to not see the economic hardships. He says that the one who's planted by the rivers of waters. Shall not see when, when heat comes. You will not see when heat comes. I declare that you will not see when heat comes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm willing to enjoy the blessed life. The next one. I have many verses there, but we can't. The next one is that be willing to enjoy the life of joy. It's a life of joy. No matter what is going on, you're full of joy. Count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. James 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Whatever is happening, whatever is going on, you don't care. You are not, it's a life. And it's a choice. If you are willing, you can have that kind of life. Where there's pressure, there's heat. Problems in your family. Problems here. There are so many things happening. But it doesn't disturb you. You are not moved. Why? You have the joy of the Holy Ghost inside you. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you are not afraid. No matter what's going on, I'm full of joy. We are instructed by God to be full of joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Yes. No matter what is going on, you're full of joy. Are you willing to have that kind of life? You see, life is full of... Jesus said that in this world you shall have many troubles. This life has many troubles. Then it says, but cheer, be full of exciting, excited, exuberant joy. Cheer, I have overcome the world. What are you afraid of? No matter how dark it is. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So you consider the light and you don't care about what is happening around you. You are not moved. You are not moved. A thousand shall fall at my side. And ten thousand at my right side. But they shall not come nigh me. With my eyes shall I behold the reward of the wicked. 
I will just keep worshiping and thanking God and praising God in the midst of the challenges. He says, when you go to the, the waters, you shall not be drowned. When you go to the fire, you shall not be bent. I am with you, you shall not be bent. So you are not moved by what is... Listen. Oh. Thinking that life does not come with any problem is a, is a problem. Life has issues. Things you didn't plan for. Yes, it's there. But you're not afraid. It's a life. And if you are willing, you can have it. You can have that kind of life. Yes. You can have, have that kind of life. Well, you are not moved. When you go through the waters, I will be with you. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. And through the rivers, they will not go over you. When you go to the fire, you will not be burned. And the flame will have no power over you. You will go through the fire. You will go through the rivers. You will go through the waters. But it shall not drown. You shall not drown. You shall not be bent. Why? Because it's, it's a life. I am willing to go through all these things and not be drowned. Look at it. Look at First Peter. Chapter 4, verse 13. First Peter 4, verse 13. Bondanabayaba. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. He says rejoice. Why? Because you are partaker of Christ's sufferings. No matter what you go through, you are suffering for Jesus' sake. Maybe you are trying to do something for the Lord and there are oppositions. The anointing attracts Goliaths. The anointing attracts lions. The anointing attracts bears. The anointing attracts souls. The anointing attracts Am- Amalekites and all these kites. Every, every eye you can think about. But you are not moved. Why? Because the Lord is with you. With your eyes shall you behold the word of the wicked. You are not moved. Yes. Rejoice evermore. Philippians chapter 3 verse 1. Finally my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejo- rejoice means be excited. It says when it comes to being in the Lord, just be excited. Be full of thanksgiving. Thank God for everything. Thank God for your breath. Thank God for your life. Thank God for everything around you. Thank God for what you have. It's a, it's a life. Be willing to have a life of thanksgiving, not a life of memoring and complaining. No. If I give you something, if I give you this phone and you didn't say thank you, will I give you the tablet? Why? You didn't say thank you for what I gave to you. You are not grateful. You must learn to have a life of grateful gratitude. A grateful heart. Do you see? Yes. Joy. Look at chapter 4 verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. All the time. And again I say rejoice. This is the will of God concerning you. Thank God. Eh? Thank God, thank God, thank God. Give thanks. In all things, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning your life. So no matter what's going on. Maloloshe. I'm gonna dance and praise it. Oh, it doesn't matter what comes my way. The greater one lives inside of me. His name is Jesus. I'm born a winner. More than Victoria, I'm an heir of his kingdom, filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! Yeah, you just rejoice. Hey, life, eh? Pressure. If you are not careful, life will change your facial expressions. 
Why are you driving, driving like this? Why? Because there are so many things you are thinking about at work with your children, with your wife or your husband. Yeah, so many things. Yeah, with your mother, your father, your siblings, your boss. Yeah, your boss can sit on your happiness. Your boss can spell your happiness and sit on it. Yeah, he will eat your eyes. He will take your eyes and lick it and put it back there. Yeah. But no matter what is going on, you refuse to be moved. You refuse to be moved by what is going on. Oh, hallelujah. So that is what it means to be willing. Be willing to enjoy what? Number one is what? To enjoy health and peace. Be willing to enjoy wealth. Be willing to enjoy the blessed life. Be willing to enjoy the life of joy. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm only moved by the word of God. Now, the next thing is obedience. So, number two, I've just explained what it means to be willing or what you should be willing about. And then number two is obedience. Obedience. This is the other side. Because you can't do one side and not do the other side. Some of us are willing, but we are very disobedient. Some of us are obedient, but we are not willing. You need the two to enjoy the good of the land. So decide that I'm going to be obedient to God. Yes, I'm going to be obedient to God. The, 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 the musician said, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy where? In Jesus. To be happy in Jesus, if you want to have excitement in Jesus, you must learn to trust and obey. If you don't learn to trust and obey, to learn to trust God and obey him, when he tells you to take a step, you take that step. If you don't learn to obey him, the blessings follow obedience. No matter how willing you are, if you are not obedient to what he's telling you to do, if, it's, if you are not obedient to what he's asking you to do, you realize that you are not happy, having it. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 precedes verse 2. Look at Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if you will hearken diligently. The word hearken is the word obey. So other versions will say, if you will obey diligently. Diligently. Do you have any other version that can say that? The word is shama. It means to obey. It shall come to pass. Yes, this is what amplified. If you listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God. Okay, and be watchful to do all his commandments. You must decide that you are going to do what God says to do. When Jesus was told, Jesus' mother said to those um, who were the servants, that whatever he tells you to do, do it. She didn't say whatever he tells you to do, say it. Or whatever he tells you to do, proclaim it. Or whatever he tells you to do, preach about it. Or whatever he tells you to do, dance with it. No, he said whatever he tells you to do, do it. It is in doing what he says you should do that you see the fruits. If you don't do what he says to do, you will never see the fruits. How many people do not know about fighting? How many Christians don't know about fighting? Yet when it comes to fight, you don't want to obey it. That is why you will not enjoy the good of the land. Because you have decided that you will not tight. Some people tight, they don't tight all. They do a tight of a part. So the person is earning 5,000. His tithe is 200. Yeah. He's giving tithe. But it's not, tithe, it's not a tenth. It's not what he's giving. What, he's not giving a tenth of all. Oh. 
He's giving a tenth of some. Some years ago, I was disobedient along that line with the church's finances because, I mean, there were some monies that came in. I was like, ah, this one is supposed to be for projects, so let me not, let's not tithe over it. And God rebuked me for it. God told me I'm not giving a tithe of all. So I had to go back and then go and correct that. Yeah, when God spoke to me, I said, okay, I'm sorry. I want to correct all of that. Yes, and we give a tenth of all. Seed sowing, all. Verse fruits, all. Offerings, tithes, all. A tenth is gone. Yeah. You just have to be obedient. If you're obedient, you start enjoying the fruit of the land. Because disobedience is wickedness. Yes. And I want to show you some things to obey God in. Okay? Look at Job chapter 36, verse 11. Job 36, 11. Yes. You must learn to obey God. If you don't obey God, the blessings will not come. Look at this. It says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. It's not only about serving him, it's about obeying him. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Yes. God says, learn how to keep your body. He says, learn how to keep your body. You are not the only one who wants to, who wants to have sex. No. Everybody around wants to have sex. But because of Jesus Christ and what he has said concerning it, we decide that we are not going to do some things. Let me hold myself. Let me hold myself. Why am I holding myself? It's not because I don't want to enjoy myself. No, it's because of what God has said. So because of what God has said, I'll keep myself. Do you see? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 once again. John 28, 1. I didn't finish reading yet. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken or obey diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments, all he's telling you to do, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. It's in obeying him that you are set above all the nations of the earth. It is in obeying him. If you don't obey him, you go down. When Israel disobeyed God, what happened to them? That to them, they went down. Even though they were willing to prosper, and even though they were willing to, to do some, have some things, they became born men and slaves and servants. A lot of Christians have become slaves and servants because of their disobedience to God and His Word. What He has said, you know what God has said, but you will not do it. But you want to prosper. It doesn't work like that. I'm sorry to say, but it doesn't work like that. That is why we can preach on prosperity as people are not prospering. Because they are not doing what they need to do to prosper. Yes. It's not only a preaching, it's an action. You do something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 15 from verse 1 all the way to verse 23. This is a story concerning Samuel, King's, King Saul and the prophet Samuel. God told Samuel to go and tell Saul about something that he should go and destroy all of Amalek. You see, Agag, King Agag and Amalek had killed so many people. They were the first country to come against Israel. They were into killing, the whole country was into killing women, children. That was what we were into. Women, children, men, they were into killing. And God said that he's going to judge them. How is he going to judge them? With Israel. Israel was God's instrument for, of judging. That's what you should understand. Don't say that the God of the Old Testament is different from the God, God of the New Testament. They are the same. It's the same God. Just that in that time, God was meeting out judgment physically. And his physical instrument was Israel. Israel went into, into Egypt for 400 and something years, 400 and something years, because the sins of the Hittites and the Amalekites and the Canaanites was not yet full. 
God wanted them to change, but they didn't change. They sinned down until their cup became full. Everybody has a cup of sin. If it comes full, it is full. And then judgment comes to you. When it overflows, then judgment comes to you. But in our case, Jesus came and took the cup. He drank all the cup of sin for us. So that we'll be absorbed of sin. Do you understand? Uh huh. If someone has done this for you, how do you say thank you to him? You have to use your life to say thank you to him. So God told Saul, someone to go and tell Saul to do something. To kill all these guys. Kill their sheep, their children, everything. Kill everything because they are wicked people. All their children will grow up to become wicked. So destroy everybody, everything and everybody. Don't blame God. That's how it is. Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen, verse 9. And the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good. They obeyed, they obeyed, he obeyed God half. Half obedience is disobedience. Half obedience what? So ask yourself, where am I being disobedient, disobedient to God? What am I being disobedient to God in? What am I being obedient to God in a halfway in? There are things God has said to you that you have forgotten. That you have not done. One day I was praying. I went to wait on God. As I was praying, I prayed for about three days. Praying, fasting, praying, fasting. God said, what are you, what, what are you doing? The questions you're asking me, I gave you answers to them five years ago. And you have not done it. You have not, I said this, I said you've not done it. So that's what, what I said is what I'm still saying. Yes. This morning when I woke up, the message I was listening to, when I was listening to it, God told me, you know, because the preacher, I was listening to Bishop Oedipo, and he spoke about what God told him in 1983. 1983. That he's still keeping. This is the, the message was 2019. I was there physically when I was preaching. I was in Nigeria when he was preaching it. But I couldn't hear all the things he said I didn't hear. As I'm listening to it again, I'm like, hey, I didn't hear all these things. That's why I need to listen to messages again and again and again. Yeah. I noticed that there are things that God has said to me that are treasures that I've thrown out. It's like I've thrown it away like it's nothing. Yes. So God was telling me, rebuking me this morning. I said this to you. I said this to you. You always want to come and hear something new. I've said so many things to you. Go and enshrine those things that I've said to you in cases that you can use. Write the vision down and run by the vision I've, I've said to you 12 years ago or 13 years ago. Wow. Hmm. This guy did not obey. Now, go to verse 20. When Saul came, when Samuel came, he was not happy with him at all because the Lord was not happy with him. And Saul said to Samuel, yeah, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. He said, I have obeyed, I've, I've, I've done what God says you do. And I've gone the way which the Lord sent me. And I've brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I've utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Verse 21. But the people took up the spoil. Sheep and oxen. He was, he was attributing his disobedience to the people. The chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Oh, we brought it to come and sacrifice to God. And Simon said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings? Like when it comes to, God prefers your obedience to your seed. I'm going home. It's like, you know, I nearly felt like going home. God prefers your obedience to your seed. You can be sowing seeds to prosper. And you are living in disobedience. And the Lord will not mind you. Your seeds cannot work. Your disobedience is like a pest that destroys. I have a message called seven pests that destroy fruitfulness. I'm going to preach it soon. Yes. And disobedience is one of the pests. Yes. Your disobedience is preventing your prosperity from going as God is supposed, God, God wants it to be. 
He said, listen, has, has God, has the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord, in obeying his word? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken, to, the word hearken is also to obey. To hearken or obey than the fat of rams. Obeying what God wants you to do is more than giving a seed. Don't think that your seed can hide your disobedience. Your seed cannot hide your disobedience. You can, that's why some people say, I've sold, I gave, I did this, but you are living in sin. You are having sex everywhere. God says not to do that and you are doing that. I, I think I should show you a verse. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Yes, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 2 and 3 and 4. For you know that what the commandment, the, what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. This is the will of God or the word of God. This is what God wants you to do, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. This is the will of God concerning your life. He says, abstain from fornication. No matter how you feel, no matter how your balls are boiling. Oh. Do you like my message or I don't like my message? Don't think that you are the only one who has some boiling under your in your in your in your groin. No, five o'clock in the morning, things are rising up. It's not only you. Some people are keeping themselves. Yes. So that they can be a body wholly sanctified to the Lord. So that the Lord can use them. God says, I don't like this. If you do this, I can't use you. I can't work with you. I can't do what I need to do in your life. Why are you being disobedient? Don't think your seed will prevent that. It will just cover that. No, it doesn't cover it. Yes, It doesn't cover it. Because God has rules concerning those things. He says the one who destroys his temple, he will also destroy. He will deal with them. God will deal with you if you, if you don't allow the word of God to change you. Do you see? Allow the word of God to change you. The word of God is there to change you. Not for you to get worse. As you are hearing the word, you are getting worse. The Lord wants you to get better and decide that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My body is for Jesus. It's not for these things. I cannot take what is for Jesus to go and join it to a harlot. You are sleeping with everybody. You are doing everything that you want to do. Smoking, boozing, doing everything that you want to do. The Lord doesn't like that. He doesn't like it when you destroy his body because this body is for him. It's not for you. This body is is his temple. It's his holy of holies. He dwells in this body. So we must decide not to use the body for whatever, to, to let it become common. God does not want your body to become common. Yes. When Esther was chosen by the king to be his wife, she received favor before, before his, her husband. You don't appear before the king without invitation. Esther fasted and prayed and appeared before the king. And she had the scepter stretched to her for her to come to the king. She could have lost her head because you don't appear before the king without being invited. God is also like that. You don't just appear before God. You see, you must be the beloved of God for God to invite you and for you to be, to be accepted before him. It is because of Jesus' sacrifice that we are accepted before him. If you keep yourself the way God wants you, if you ask, Esther was, the king's, was for the king's enjoyment, not for other people in the kingdom. You wouldn't see other boys chasing Esther and doing things. No, the moment you do that, that's the end. You are done. The king will have nothing to do with you. 
And when the king, as when she came into the king's court, the king said she should ask everything, including half of his kingdom, up to half of his kingdom, he'll give it to her. Yes. When you're set apart and separated for, for the king of kings and the lord of lords, you can ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. Yes. There are some things you can't have. We can't, we can't ask for. Or when we ask, it doesn't come because we are not special. We are not special to God because we are not set apart and sanctified for God's holy use. We are too dirty, spiritually speaking. Yes. Too dirty. Jesus said, I sanctify myself so that it might be sanctified. Without sanctification, you can't get results. You can't have a certain kind of result. He says, draw nine to me and I'll draw nine to you. That's the truth. You can't throw it away. Hallelujah. So, number one thing you need to be obedient in. Hmm? Okay, let's finish First Samuel 22. Go to First Samuel 15, 22. We're reading it. Eh? Yeah. Let's, let's finish reading it. And someone said, as the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Verse 23. For rebellion, the, the opposite of obedience is rebellion. Disobedience is rebellion. You are rebelling against God's word. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion is witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity. Eh? And idolatry. Some of us are serving ourselves instead of serving God. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. Yes, tit for tat. Don't think that we are in the age of grace so you can do whatever you want to do. No. Grace is to teach you to keep yourself. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God, okay, that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. 12. Sorry, Titus 2 11 and 12. Go to 11. For the grace of God that brings us has appeared to all men, teaching us the grace of God teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. Like God does not like those things. He doesn't like it. And you can't be a liar and think that you prosper. You can't be a froster and think that you prosper in, you prosper in God's way. You can be given tight. But your, the source of your prosperity is not correct. You don't trust God to bless you without cheating. You don't have to cheat to have the blessings of God, yeah. to have prosperity. No, you don't have to. You don't have to be like the other people on the streets who sleep with every big man around to get iPhone 13 Pro and all of those. You don't need to do that to get all those things. How long can you sustain that? You can't sustain it. You will lose your beauty. You will lose everything that you have with time. You are a child of God and you are servicing older women for money. That's how you get your money. And you are coming to give a tithe of it. God doesn't like that. No. To obey is better than to sacrifice. Eh? Teaching us that deny ungodliness and well as we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. In this present He wants us to live godly in this present world. Wow. Do you like my message? You see, you are quiet. Because it, it is, that's the obedient side. You need to obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So number one thing to obey in is to obey the commandment of love. The Lord says you should love. Number one, obey the command. It's God's, it's Jesus' commandment. John chapter 13, verse 34. Look at John 13, 34. 
It's like if you are not walking in love towards, towards one another. You can't say you love God and hate your brother or your sister who is sitting by you. Yeah. You are always talking and saying something negative about the person. You see, I speak English. I change the tree into English because there are English people who only speak English who are watching. You see? Yeah. This girl, she's a bad girl. When you bring a boy into the church, then she'll come for her. She'll come for him, I mean. Yeah. She'll collect her, him right now. A new commandment I give unto you that you love. This is Jesus talking. He says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. Obey the, the instructions of Jesus of loving one another. Of being nice to one another. Of being kind one to another. Of respecting one another. Of saying nice things about and to one another. Not speaking harshly and wickedly and reacting in a wicked way towards one another. You can be declaring, I'm the prosperity of... You can declare that you are the expression of God's prosperity in superabundance on earth. If you don't love your brother, you have cancelled yourself out. Yes. Your heart can be abundant, full of willingness. And your mouth is speaking willingness. But your actions is defeating you. Yes. What is the purpose of the prosperity if it's not to bless your brother? If it's not to help your brother? Is it not to help your brother? Or you want to go and help someone you don't know somewhere? No, the first group, God blesses you to bless those who are with you. First of all, Paul said, you know how these hands of mine have ministered to my needs and the needs of those who are with me. It starts with those who are with you. Then it goes beyond those who are with you. If you are not talking to those who are with you, if you are not minding those who are with you, if you are not kind to those who are with you, if you don't respect those who are with you, and if you don't submit to those who are with you, what will be the purpose of your prosperity? It will mean nothing. It will mean nothing. Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. That's in verse 35. Go back to John chapter 13. We read 34. Let's read 35. So obey. Decide that I'm going to obey. If you are willing and obedient, decide I'm going to, be, I'm going to obey what Jesus has said. Jesus said, the new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? He loved us to the point of dying. So I will even die for you. I'll make sure you are comfortable. When you slap me, I'll say sorry to you. You slap me, I'll say sorry to you. Not hey, you slap me, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. We're in trouble. No, do you know who I am? Some of us are so proud that we can't serve in the house of God. We can't serve God's people. We can't serve God's people. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love in that you have ministered to the saints. If you don't minister to the saints, God does not remember you. That scripture is not for everybody. It's for those who have ministered to the saints. It's for those who sing in the house of God. It's for those who clean the house of God. It's for those who clean the toilet. It's for those who make sure the place is looking nice. If you are not interested, it's like they should do it all the time and then you will come and sit down. You've sat down for three years. It's time to rise up to do to serve the saints. When you serve the saints, God blesses you. Yeah. The place is quiet. First John chapter 4 verse 20. 1 John 4 20. Obey. I'm just, it's the same topic, the same point. Obey the what? The commandment of love, isn't it? Isn't it? What did I say? What, what, what was the point? If obey the commandment of love. 1 John 4 20. If a man say, I love God, you can kneel down here. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And hated his brother. 
or does, does not like his brother or sister. You see, you have challenges with your brother or sister, and you have made decisions in your heart. This girl, this boy. I swear. My father can too. My father's knees. I swear my father's knees. This girl, this boy. <laughs> when I see her here, I'll pass here. And when I see her here, I'll pass here. She will never get the opportunity to disrespect me like she disrespected me the last time. Are you going to the same heaven with this person? Are you going to be in the same heaven with this person? Where will you pass in heaven? In heaven, there's no distance. There's no direction. We are all moving in a certain way. Hey! What are you going to do? How can God prosper you? How can you eat the good of the land when you are full of some wayness? Eh? If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Obey God. Obey his commandments concerning love. I don't have much time, so I can't go into details. Yeah. The next thing is to obey spiritual laws. Learn to obey spiritual laws. Because you, see, you can't do it any other way. There are spiritual laws that you need to obey. So learn to obey spiritual laws. What laws am I talking about? The laws of faith. The laws of meditation. The laws of confessions. Do you see? Yes, the laws of faith. The laws of meditation, the laws of confession. These are spiritual laws that cannot be, they are like gravity in the spirit. Whatever goes up must come down. Why? Because of gravity. Do you see? There's a law of friction. As you're moving, something is, you know, keeping you back. Yeah. There are laws that are there, they are natural in the natural realm. You cannot defeat them. You cannot say gravity is not there. So I'm going to stand on the 17th floor of the building and jump. Whatever goes up must come down. Unless you apply the law of lift or the laws, apply the laws of aerodynamics, you cannot go beyond the law of gravity. In the same way, in the kingdom of God, there are laws. One of the major laws is the law of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you must learn to walk in faith. You can cry as much as you want. Everything in the kingdom of God is by faith. What does faith say? I have not seen it with my physical eyes, but because God says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Therefore, I move along that particular line. Faith is the what? Substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You have evidence of something that you cannot see with your physical eyes. If you don't use those laws, if you don't learn to walk in those, obey those laws, because the prosperity, you will not see money in your room, you will not see one million dollars in your room after sowing ten thousand dollars. You go to your house and then you go and see one million dollars. No, it doesn't work like that. You need to apply the principles of faith. You need to sow your seed in faith. You see, I need to continue by confessing the word of God concerning your seed. That I'm going to see my prosperity. And you need to apply the law of work. You need to learn to work. Don't just be sitting down, looking to the sky, and thinking that something will come. No. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say that a memo. What has God said? Look into the word. Get into the word for yourself. Obey those laws. Okay? Yes. The next one is obey spiritual authority. Obey what? 
Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you. God is expecting you to obey the rulership, the people that they have placed over your life. Why? Because your prosperity comes through your pastor. Someone was mentioned, you mentioned that verse. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Do you see? Yes. How are you behaving with the one who has been set above you? The authority is such that you don't decide who you will submit to. Authority is given over. It's set over you. The nose is naturally submitted to the eyes. The eyes would have wished, the nose would have wished to be here on your forehead. But by God's own tampering or by God's own principle, he has put the eyes here and has put the nose below it. The mouth is of necessity submitted to the mouth. Who did it? It is God who did it. It's not the mouth. It's not the nose who decided that I'll make myself something above the nose. It's not the, the mouth, the nose, above the mouth. It's not the nose that decided. It's the Lord that tempered the body together. He said that I want this one to be here and I want this one to be here. So you can't say that who is this person that has been put over me? You are, you are in diametrical opposition against God. You can't fight God's authority and expect to be blessed. Go and ask Miriam. Miriam fought against God's authority. Miriam was older than Moses. Aaron was older than Moses. But God put Moses above the two of them. And they were supposed to submit to him. When they complained, Miriam became a leper. Yes. Aaron died that day. The day the effort was taken away off him. When they took the priestly garment off him, he died. Immediately they took it off it. The only thing sustaining was a priestly garment. But when you disobey God's authority, you are in disobedience. Do you see? Yeah. Saul, Saul disobeyed someone who was placed over him. He was in disobedience and lost the kingdom. Why? Your pastors are the ones who God has chosen to be a blessing to you. That's the truth. Even among the pastors, there are differences. Yes. And we must all, for instance, why pastor? There are different pastors that are in the church. Some people were just ordained. Some people have been ordained for a long time. Some people have been in the system for a very long time. But then, they must be submissive to certain people in our church. I don't know if you get it. Yes. You can't, disobey, you can't disobey my wife. Because my wife and I is an extension of me. She's an extension. Whatever she says, I'll do it. Even if it's not spiritual. Yeah, you, have put, you put me in a condition where I will not listen to God, but listen to her. Because of how you behaved. Do you understand? You make life very difficult for the pastor when you do that. Yeah. Wow. You love the pastor, but you don't like his wife. I'll see you guys. It's like I'm touching very, very powerful places. Yeah. You can't do those things. You must, it is the Lord. It's from the Lord. I didn't decide to make myself a bishop, to make myself. I didn't lay hands on myself. Romans 13:1. Let's look at Romans 13:1. Pastor says Romans 13:1. Yes, let's look at it. We don't set ourselves above it. It's the Lord who did it. Your responsibility is to obey. It is your responsibility to obey them. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. 
Have you seen it? For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. It's God who ordained it. So you can't decide that I'll do my own thing. A lot of people are in disobedience when it comes to this particular one. When your pastor says, let us all stand up, you are seated. We are all coming for the meeting at 7. You will come at 9.45. Respond to the message. Buddy. Yet you want to prosper. How does the prosperity come? He says he will prosper you through his prophets. By a prophet, the Lord brought the church of Israel out of bondage, out of Egypt. And by a prophet, were they preserved. God always does his things with them. If you don't believe in this particular thing, you have a problem. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's called spiritual authority. You see, spiritual authority. Hebrews chapter 13, verse, 7, verse 17, once again. I'm closing. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. When it comes to ruler, the people who are, you submit yourself to them. You go under. To, to submit means to, sub, to go under. You see, yes. To commit yourself under the person. Yes. To be at the beck and call of the person. It's a spiritual principle. For they watch for your souls as they that must give accounts, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. It's unprofitable for you. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 says that I will give you pastors after my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and with understanding and then you shall be increased. So your increase comes in your submission. To obey. When we say obey God, how do you obey God? How can you, can, have you seen God lately? Where do you see him? You, he's not physical. He's not a physical being. He's a spiritual being. But he has placed physical authority over you. When you obey those physical authorities, you're actually obeying that spiritual being. You have arranged yourself under his authority. And he can do what he needs to do in your life because you are under authority. Yes. It's your pastor who say, Let's, we, are giving, we are doing CISO in conference. When you are living out there, did anybody come and tell you on the streets that we are doing CISO in conference? Bring a seed. No. Yes. Nobody will lead you to do those things. It's only your spiritual authority will lead you to those things. And those things are what prosperous. Because that's the last point. The last point is obey spiritual laws of prosperity. The spiritual laws of prosperity is giving. You must learn to give your tenth, your tithe. Who will tell you to give a tithe apart from the pastor or your pastors? And help you give it, like organize you to give it. Your pastor. Because without a tenth, you can't prosper. <laughs> without a seed, you can't prosper. Without a first fruit, you can't prosper. Without, I mean, you can shout as much as you want and be willing as much as you want. But if you are not obeying the spiritual laws of prosperity, you don't prosper through prayer. You can pray till you, till you die. You will not prosper. Prosperity does not come through prayer. There's no scripture on prosperity that is linked directly to prayer. There's none. Everyone is linked to sacrifice, giving, or obeying the voice of the prophet. That's all. You can pray till you die. It doesn't respond to prayers. It only responds to giving. Arms giving. Put money in your car, or put money in your pocket that you give to these people who, who are filling fake potholes. Give to them. You know fake potholes? The potholes, the potholes, they, they have passed it. It has never failed. It has never failed for the last three years. They are always standing there. Don't worry. We know that they are not correct. Just give to them and go. You are doing almsgiving. Give to the security people around. Give to policemen. Give. Do something. Because it's for your prosperity. Obey the Lord in these things. And you see yourself 
rising. As you are willing and obedient, you see yourself going forward. I see you enjoying the fruit of the land. And becoming a blessed man and a blessed woman of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Rise up and thank God for what he has shared with you. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Ask the Lord to point the places where you have not been obedient to you and tell Him to give you a heart to obey Him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Grace has been released for you. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Father, I pray for your children. Father, I pray for your children. Honor them, Lord. Increase them, Lord. And cause them to be fruitful specially. Let your hand be outstretched upon their lives all the days of their lives. Yes, let them smile throughout this year. Yes, make them fruitful. And multiply them exceedingly. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let this land upon which they stand yield its fruits to them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that every single chain is broken. Every chain that ties them to things they don't want to do and to places they don't want to be. I declare that those chains are broken completely. Yes, whosoever the Son shall make free is free indeed. Thank you that they are free to serve you. They are free to be willing. They are free to be obedient to you. Thank you that your mighty Holy Spirit is brooding in their lives in a very special way and helping them walk in accordance with your word. Thank you for fruits. Thank you for goodness. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you that this church experiences a boost from today onwards. Thank you that this church is growing super abundantly. Thank you that many are walking in and staying. I declare that the grace that causes people to be stuck to you is released upon this house. Thank you that people who come in will be stuck to this church and never leave in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever door has been opened for people to come in and walk out is closed now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We declare that the efforts of every shepherd in line with the Holy Ghost will be met with fruits in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that every shepherd records a maximum increase in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. That that back door is shut and closed forever. Thank you, Father. For a new breeze of your spirit blowing in this place. Thank you for testimonies. I hear the Lord saying that this place is going to be a testimony center. Many testimonies are rising from this place. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Many testimonies of healing, of wealth, of peace of mind. 
of establishment of joy is happening practically in this place in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, thank you that all those who couldn't obey you prior to this time receive grace to obey the Lord consistently and constantly in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, you will not fall. You will walk tall with the Lord, hand in hand with the Lord, precious before the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are moving forward and you cannot go down. This church is moving on forward. Yes, the Lord is pushing you beyond a hundred and pushing you to 200 before the year ends. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord has said it and he will do it. Thank you, Father, for what you have said and thank you that it is done to your glory and to your praise. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.